no lenders have ever done a PPP loan. Uh, there was more demand in, in one weekend than they'd had in the last you know, 15 years combined. We tweaked our, our mission from fueling the American dream to saving the American dream. The following is brought to you by Thrive, the end-to-end -end client experience platform that helps you get the job, manage the job, and get credit. Welcome to Winning on Main Street. This is Gordon Henry. Thanks for joining us. The American economy is built by small business people, local business people who want to work for themselves and build something successful. And today we're fortunate to be speaking with Brock Blake, the CEO of Lendio, a lending company that delivers online services where money is lent out to small businesses all across the country and uh, has been very involved in helping small businesses through the pandemic, uh, facilitating government loans as well. So welcome, Brock. Thanks, Gordon. Appreciate you having me on. Great to have you. So Brock, why don't we just start with uh, a little discussion about the company. We're going to talk about the PPP and the other government lending programs. And then finally, I want to talk a little bit about you. Does that sound good? Sounds good. Let's do Great. it. So let's just start with the basics. What is Lendio? Yeah, so Lendio is the largest marketplace for business loans in the United States. So a marketplace, think um, Expedia for hotels or Yelp for restaurants. We do that for business loans. So we're not a lender ourselves. We have about 300 lending institutions across the country from American Express, Bank of America, Cabbage, OnDeck Capital, and others. And we offer um, every type of business loan product from lines of credit, term loans, equipment loans, SBA loans, and so on. And so a business owner comes to us, fills out an application. We use technology to identify which lenders are the best fit. We submit that application to those lenders. They'll underwrite it and then send us back an offer or a decline. We present those offers to the business owner in a way they can comparison shop the rate, the term, the payment amount, and choose the loan product that's the best fit for them. Um, it's a free service for small business owners. We make our money from the lenders who pay us when the loan closes. And um, you know, our mission at Lendio is fueling the American dream. We are very, very passionate. You've got millions of business owners out there that have this dream to grow their business, but they need the capital to make it happen. And so our job is to help you get that capital to fuel um, your American dream. And, and uh, um, just throw a couple numbers in there. We've funded now a little over 200,000 businesses for about $10 billion of, of loans uh, across the United States. A lot of businesses and a lot of capital. That's, that's great. That's very inspiring. Yes. And um, thank you. So, so, do the math for me. What's the average size loan uh, for a small business? It's around forty to fifty thousand dollars. Forty, fifty thousand dollars. Okay. Yep. And um, how big are the businesses that you lend to? You know, the government defines small businesses anywhere from I think one to five hundred employees. Most of us think of it as ten or twenty employees. What What's your version of a small business? Yeah, I mean, it's primarily the ten to twenty employees. We're really focused on Main Street restaurant owners and landscapers and dry cleaners and and those that need you know, that, that, that capital to, to fuel, to grow their business. Um, so we do loans larger, we'll go up to $5 million, five to $10 million. Um, but the majority of our transactions of the loans and the customers we help are those smaller businesses. Got it. So you said you're, if my word, maybe not yours, but you're the middleman between the lenders like Cabbage and the ultimate customer who's the small business and you're facil facilitating this all through a network. 
So you make money by taking a small piece of the action in order to connect the small business to the network. Yep. So the lender normally without Lendeal, they have a sales and marketing cost where they go out and spend a bunch of money to acquire the customer, gather all the docs. They go through an underwriting process. They have a sales process. Um, You know, they kick about a a bunch of customers out because they don't fit their loan product or whatever. Mm -hmm. So basically that lender takes that sales and marketing costs instead of going and doing it on their own. They pay it to Lendio. We usually can save them money because we know how to acquire customers at a broad scale. And we are matching algorithm only sends them customers that really kind of fit their credit box right down the middle of the fairway. So they're not, they're not spending a bunch of time on customers that don't fit the type of loan product they offer. Right. So, uh, so for that business owner, they get the benefit of, of that process. And we just do our best to match them up to the lender. That's the best fit. Okay. And how long have you guys been around doing this now? Yeah, almost 10 years. We launched in 2011. Uh, and we, you know, we're growing about 80% year over year and, wow. and uh, it's been, it's been a quite a ride. Jeez. And I think I read that your, your original company was something called Funding Universe and that was slightly different and then it evolved into what you are today. Is that right? Yeah. So right out of school, I want, I, uh, I, I, I entered an entrepreneurial competition and I won $50,000. It was kind of like the TV show, The Apprentice without all the okay. glitz and glamour. We went through okay. this eight week boot camp and, and so uh, my first business that I had $50,000 to start, we were connecting um, entrepreneurs to investors, almost in a dating website style. Um, we did speed pitching, like speed dating uh, events. And, and you know, we grew that business up to about 10 million in revenue. And, and it was a fascinating ride. We learned a lot. We learned that most businesses are, are, don't need to raise investor capital. Most are these main street businesses and they need 25,000 or $100,000 or line of credit or an SBA loan or a working capital loan. And so, you know, we shut down Funding Universe and launched Lendio having gone through that learning experience and realized there's a much bigger opportunity. Um, and, uh, and there was a, a gap in the market that we felt like we could solve. That's fantastic. So it was really a pivot story, like so many companies do, right? You started doing one thing, you realized an opportunity and you kind of pivoted to a slightly different model. Yeah. One of the most painful experiences of my life though, we were about a million dollars in revenue at the time and had about 75 employees and we just didn't have any conviction that we were going to kind of hit this glass ceiling. And most of what we were doing was kind of manual, you know, and not a lot of technology behind it. And so, you know, on nights and weekends, we started thinking about this other concept and how we could build technology around it. And so from January 2011 to February 2011, we shut down Funding Universe and hmm. went from 75 employees to about f- six, I think it was, a uh, million dollars in revenue a month to zero hmm. and, um, and decided we would, we would go at it with Lendio. Um, and, uh, you know, we thought it would be easier than it was um but you know we had some we had some pain early on trying to figure out how to make this this thing work but once we started you know little by little um identifying product market fit and you know what the business owner need and what the lenders were looking for um we started to realize this is a really big opportunity and and it's now much much bigger than than funding universe ever could have been and and with you know, a very bright future. We, I see, you know, huge growth potential ahead of us. Now, how is Lendio actually funded? Do you have um, 
venture capital backers? What's what's your sort of capital structure like? Yeah, we're venture backed. We you know started off early on with some angel investors, and then we've raised a few rounds, and so. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we, uh, we've got a great group of investors that believe in what we're doing and, and, uh, and so that's how we're funded. Okay. And how do you sell to the small business? Do you actually have a sales force? Is it all online? Um, you know, how does this, has the SMB smallest, medium sized business, how do they, how do they find you and connect with you? Great question. So they find us mostly online. Um, hmm. whether you, you know, whether it's, you go to Google and look up business loans or, or um, we have a lot of partnerships. We have partnerships with Comcast and Staples and Visa and Heartland Payment Systems and, and NerdWallet and a bunch of others. So a customer may be a customer of Comcast Small Business and they get an mm-hmm. alert within their portal that says, hey, you're qualified for a loan, click here to take it. And then we have this com- you know, co-branded experience, Comcast with Small Business or Heartland Payments with, with, biz- with Lindio. And, and, and so, so first of all, they find us through, you know, a bunch of different ways. We have about a hundred different, different channels in which they come to us. Um, but then when they come, we are, uh, one of the things that's, that's a differentiator for us is we call high tech, high touch. So we have everything about the technology is online where we're pulling credit online. We're pulling bank data. We're pulling Google data. We're looking at, you can upload documents and tax returns and, and the, and the application is dynamic because um, there's so many different loan products. You can't just have one standard application. It would be too daunting and too overwhelming, too long for any customer to fill out. So it's very dynamic and it's using machine learning and, and it's very technical. But on the flip side of that, we also understand that business owners like to be able to talk to someone. This mm. is a big decision. They want, And they're comparing lender A versus lender B and loan product C versus loan product D and and um, so we, we assign what we call a funding manager to each customer that comes in and that they can reach out to them and they do it via text or chat or phone or email or however the customer wants to do it. We even have uh, 60 um, franchise, um, franchisees out throughout the United States that are in communities. And they're, they'll meet face-to-face with the business owner if they want, um, working with accountants and attorneys and whatnot. So. What we're trying to do is meet the customer where they want to be met um, in the way that they want to be, be met. So we, we leverage that high tech, high touch to, to create what we believe is, you know, a, a really positive customer experience and hopefully shows by the thousands of five-star reviews we have online. Fantastic. Um, and how, uh, how big is the company right now in terms of employees? How many employees do you have uh, overall? I think we have about 550 total. Okay. Um, a lot bigger yes. than funding universe. Much, much bigger. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. And I know you guys are, I think, based in Utah. Um, were you yeah. about to say that you have people all over the place or just? Yeah. So we are two main headquarters. We have our headquarters in, in uh, just outside of Salt Lake City, Utah. Mm-hmm. We have an office in Long Island, uh, just outside of the city in New York. Mm-hmm. And then, as I mentioned, we have about 60 um, uh franchisees out in communities across the country, whether that be in uh, Houston, Texas, uh, Erie, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, hmm. uh, Florida, uh, Arizona, and, and all over the country. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, we're going to get into the uh, government loan program and what your role has been in that in just a second. Uh, we're going to stop for a quick break and we'll be right back. 
This episode of Winning on Main Street is brought to you by Thrive, the end-to-end client experience platform that includes everything small business owners need to meet their customers' expectations. Thrive's award-winning and fully mobile interface delivers technology previously reserved for big business to the fingertips of small business owners nationwide. Thrive's built specifically for small business, but there's nothing small about what it can do. Thrive handles your entire customer experience, helping business owners reach more customers, stay organized, get paid faster, and generate online reviews, all from a single device or screen. To learn more about Thrive, visit winningonmainstreet.com and click on Get a Demo. When it comes to software to run your business, there's no comparison. Check out Thrive today. Okay, we're back with Brock Blake, the CEO of Lendio, and we're going to get into the discussion now about the government loan program. So Brock, uh, I know you guys have played a big role in the government loan programs. Um, why don't you just tell us, um, you know, where we are in this process? We, we had some prior guests on the show who talked about sort of the first wave of PPP. We're now entering a second wave. Tell us where we are in this process. Yeah, so we're at the tail end of what has been a just crazy, crazy ride with this PPP program um, and where most businesses in the country have, have received their first original PPP loan. But because this pandemic continues to rage on and, and um, there's not really any necessarily control or end in sight, what we're starting to see is that Congress is talking about the next uh, wave of PPP loans or next mm. round. And I don't know if this is round two or if this is like round five or however yeah. you define it. But essentially what they're looking at is that to get allow businesses the opportunity to take a second PPP loan. Mm. Um, from what I understand, uh, and it's not defined yet, but um, if I were to guess what it will look like, it will be based on need. Uh, so the business owner will have to show that they have had a negative decline in, in revenue or um, some other form of, of need. Um, it'll be targeted to certain industries and certain businesses. Um, and uh, I, I do believe that it will, um, you know, they'll, they'll create a, another very large opportunity similar to what we saw the first round to allow businesses to get, to get a second uh, PPP loan if they qualify meet those, uh, the, those, that criteria. So we're talking trillions of dollars again? Well, uh, the PPP loan um, program in round one was 640 billion, I believe it was. Okay. Okay. Um, and they've gone through about 510 billion. Okay. Uh, so definitely they're gonna use that 130 billion remaining. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine they'll expand that by another, you know, 150 billion or so. So I, I would, if I were a guessing man, now you, you never know, this is all, all dependent on Congress and what they debate and go through. but. I, I would guess that this will be another, you know, two to three hundred billion that they'll make available uh, for businesses to get a second round of PPP. Okay, so it's more about giving a second round of loans to the businesses that took part in the first wave or first round than it is finding new businesses to participate. Is that? Is that that's your... yeah, that's my understanding. Or, or and it might be new businesses that didn't get a, uh, a PPP loan in, in round one. Okay. Uh, but they're making they they will make it uh, so that if you already did get a PPP loan, and you show that 
you know, you are still in need that you can qualify for a second PPP loan. Okay. And what's your role in the, in the process? How, how, how do you? Yeah. So we've helped 300 lending institutions to um, execute and offer PPP loans. And round one, um, we worked with, you know, community banks, credit unions, uh, large national banks, non-bank lenders, and fintechs and CDFIs um, across the country. Uh, we enable them with technology. We bring them new customers. We gather all the documentation. We do some of the payroll validation, all of that information. It was a crazy ride. Um, hmm. You know, we, when all is said and done, you know, so far we funded over 100,000 PPP loans for about $8 billion. Wow. Um, and, you know, every step of the way, it was, uh, I mean, no one, when we first started this thing, no lenders have ever done a PPP loan. Uh, there was more demand in, in one weekend than they'd had in the last, you know, 15 years combined. Um, and, you know, lenders that were targeting their, only their own customers and, and uh, borrowers that were at a significant dis disadvantage because their own bank was not an approved SBA lender or did not, um, uh, did not offer SBA, SBA loans or cho chose not to participate. So they had to go and find a different lender and, and many lenders were saying, I'm not going to take on new customers. I only want to focus on my customer base and, and uh, rules changing every day and every week and, and anxieties, you know, raging because businesses, you know, see this money running out and their business is, you know, going to go out of business. So they just are desperate for this cash. And it was just, um, I just, the, the best way to describe just a crazy ride. Um, and, uh, there were times where we were we weren't quite sure we were going to make it through. Um, we had some lender challenges and some other things like that. But uh, um, at the end, we actually we tweaked our our mission from fueling the American dream to saving the American dream, um, and and that's really what drove us in helping those small business owners. And we kind of said towards the end is. Uh, no business left behind, like helping every, even to the smallest businesses get access to a PPV loan. So now we're in the stage where people have to start worrying about repaying these loans. What's, what's going to happen there? Are, are small businesses going to be asked to repay? Are there ways that they can avoid repaying? I know one of the pieces of the program was that 75% of the money had to go to uh, employee wages. And then I think you could use the other 25% for things like rent or capital improvements. Um, what's the status on the repayment? If you already got a PPP loan, you actually have to go through to your lender and apply for loan forgiveness. And you have to be able to submit the document, um, the documented expenses on how you spent the money. Uh, as you mentioned, 75% of it towards payroll, uh, another 25% towards qualified expenses, which include mortgage interest and utilities and some other things like that. Once you apply any of the, 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 the expenses that were used for those items, will be completely forgiven and you won't have to pay those loan back, uh, that, that portion of the loan back. If there are expenses that you use that, didn't, that don't fall under that category, then, then they will turn into a traditional loan that you pay back, I think it's over five years um, at a very, very low rate, amortized over that time. So the business owner, uh, if you haven't yet, um, you know, make sure that you start putting together your, your expenses that meet that criteria. Um, you should hear from the lender that offered you the PPP loan on the steps and process to go and, and, and apply for that forgiveness. Now, there is, Congress is talking about a you know, threshold where if you, 
if you got a loan less than $150,000, it's automatically forgiven. Hmm. Um, candidly, I don't agree with that. Um, I, I feel like, um, I feel like it's good for the business owner to have accountability. Uh, this is taxpayer dollar that is, is used to, uh, or meant to, uh, create jobs and help stimulate the economy. And I, I do believe in the most simplified loan forgiveness application you could possibly have. I don't think it makes sense to have business owners spending, you know, hours on end trying to, you know, go through that process. But I do think it's healthy to have accountability, to have them come back and show the expenses and that it, it, it was used in a proper manner, especially since with PPP and, um, the, the goal is to, to get money deployed so quickly mm -hmm. that, uh, as you've seen in the reports, there have been a lot of reports of fraud or misuse or other things like that. And I do think that forgiveness check will help to prevent and reduce some of that or require them to pay it back, which will be good for, the, for um, our national uh, uh, um, financial status. Yeah, absolutely. Um Speaking of that, and, uh, you know, we did hear some of those stories about, uh, you know, the L.A. Lakers, get, you know, Los Angeles Lakers basketball team getting loans and, and, and you know, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. And some of those, I think, were returned and some weren't. Um, what's your view on if you, if you were a teacher uh, who had to grade the class and the class was the PPP program, would you give it an A, a B, a C? How, how would you grade the program and why? Yeah, I mean, I'd give it a B. Mm -hmm. um, I think it accomplished what it was intended to accomplish. Mm. Uh, I do think that there was, the program was changing every single day. Mm. And can you imagine trying to run an, something and, and you, you have a set of rules and then the set of rules changes the next day and then it changes the next day and it changes the next day. And you're as a lender and borrower, you're trying to keep up with all the different changes and, and as a result, businesses that maybe shouldn't have ended up getting those loans. And, and on one hand, there's an argument to say, well, the goal is to be able to maintain payroll. And if, if you know, some of those organizations have a large payroll and they are in need, um, uh, then, they, then they should get it. So I, I, I'm not worried about the size of the organization. What I'm more worried about is the need. Hmm. You didn't need it. Like at Lendio, you know, we chose not to go get a PPP loan. Hmm. Um, and, uh, we just closed a venture capital round at the beginning of the year. And so we had a healthy balance sheet and, and we, and it, I didn't feel like we could show need. Hmm. Some organizations just said, I don't care if I need it or not, I'm going to go get it. And I think that's where, um, I, you know, it would have been, would have been better if there was some way to be able to identify need and, or there was probably more fraud than they expected they would have got, but you know, to try and deploy the, the money as fast as they did, you're, you're going to have some of that. Um, that's yeah. just going to be part of the program. So. No, PPP wasn't the only program. There was the EIDL program, EIDL, um, yep. uh, Economic Injury Development Loan, I think that stood for. And there was also this Main Street Lending Program. Are those programs something that you had involvement in or that wasn't you? So idle goes directly to the SBA and so no lenders. And so we don't have any involvement in other than, you know, trying to help our business owners and guide them through that process because um, there was idle loan and there was an idle grant. The idle grant was up to $10,000 and basically free money. Um, and so, you know, for those that needed, we strongly encouraged our business owners to go and apply for the grant and then also apply for the idle loan. Um, and so we didn't, we didn't, 
have any involvement other than just kind of uh, providing education to our business owners on how to apply for those. Now, the Main Street Lending Program basically is non-existent. Um, mm. most, most lenders in the country are not, are, are not participating in it. There's been very little guidance on how to participate. They aren't incentivized um, and uh, borrowers, uh, you know, are, are, are unaware. Um, and so, you know, if I were to grade um, the Main Street Lending Program, I would, I would give it a D minus. Uh, as of right now, that, that may change and it may turn out to be a great program um, over the long run. But as of right now, there's very little education, there's very little guidance, there's very little participation, there's uh, mm. lenders are not incentivized to participate. And, and so as it stands, uh, I, I, I'm candidly not aware of uh, any borrowers that have uh, applied for or received a Main Street uh, lending program loan. Got it. Um, as you look ahead, um, do you think this program, this PPP program, the way it's working where the money is given to the business and the business gives or employs the people, is that the best way to go? You hear some people saying, why don't you just give the money direct to the employees if the goal is to keep the employees, you know, able to feed themselves? In my opinion, it is um, because, you know, the, you could do that, but then will that, will that keep the business open? Mm. Um, and you know, the economic prosperity of this nation is built on the backs of business owners. Um, and small businesses are going through a very difficult time. And in many cases, no fault of their own. It's government mandated that there's a quarantine that they can't actually shop at some businesses. And, um, and so if that's the case, then, you know, how do you help those businesses survive? Um, and they're, they're, uh, and so I think, you want to have be able to use that for uh, maintaining payroll and getting it into the hands of families, but there's also other qualified expenses to keep those the lights on and the doors open, that mm -hmm. I, in my opinion are critical to the success of this economy. Right. One last general question about these programs and their impact. Uh, what's your, if you had a crystal ball, what's your feeling about the economy over the next couple of months? Are you starting to feel more optimistic that things are? You know, kind of turning a corner or or not. I mean, we we do still hear that coronavirus is, you know, taking a big toll. Sometimes in new in states where it wasn't so present before. Yeah, I don't feel like we're turning the corner, but I am optimistic. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I think it's going to be a while. Um, it's probably not until we get the vaccine, mm. until we you know really turn the corner. Um, it, but you know, business owners are resilient. They're they are um, creative, they are optimistic, they, they figure out how to solve problems. Uh, so right now it is, uh, you know, A, survive, and B, then get creative and figure out how to drive revenue other ways than maybe you had other in, in, in pre-COVID. Um, and, you know, so you can kind of endure until we get to a point where there's a steady state or we, you know, we get the vaccine and we start recovering. Um, but, uh, um, it just feels like we take one step forward and two step back and two steps yeah. back. And I, I'm, I'm concerned about that and ho hope that we can, we can provide these stimulus packages to help us get through. Yeah. Well, let's turn the, uh, uh, page here to, to you and you, you, you know, more on the personal level, uh, in the few minutes we have left, uh, you've built an amazing company. Congratulations. What, what, a, what an incredible story. Um, Thank you. you, uh, you, we established you live in Utah and you have this prior business. Um, 
what do you do when you're uh, when you're not uh, building and working on Lendio? Do you, do you ever have any spare time? What do you do? Well, I'm quite passionate about my uh, family. I'm married with four kids, and and uh, each each of my kids have their. My oldest son is a freshman and and uh, plays football, and I help coach there. And my my second is in dance, and thirds in soccer, and fourths in dance, and and uh, you know, like uh, spending time with my wife, we you know we work out or go on a hike or we go up, uh, take the boat out, go surfing, uh, you know. So really try. Um, I am passionate and believe in uh, the uh, uh, work-life balance, and I believe that you're more effective at work when you have when you know you're, there's stability at home and there's a positive relationship with with those that you love. Um, and and um, so um, I, I it, it always isn't as much time as I would like because the demands of, of growing a business. Um, but I, I, I am try and really I create a schedule where, you know, I get in my morning, you know, personal study and meditation, my morning workout. Um, and then, you know, I, I hit it hard and, at the office and, and then, you know, um, really try and set aside time in the evenings to, to spend time with my, my family. So, uh, we love to, to travel and, and, uh, um, I'm, you know, sports, I ro road bike and mountain bike and play, I played soccer in college. And, and so, you know, those things are, are really important to me and feel, you know, I, uh, from, um, create balance and, and, uh, and durability for building it for the long haul. That's fascinating. I, I got to ask you one more question. If you're, if you're yeah. doing meditation and working out and all that great stuff in the morning before you go to work, well, are, are, are you a super early morning guy? You wake up very early. How do you do all that? Yeah. Yeah, it's an early morning. Um, you know, it's it's usually uh, five five thirty in the morning. Wow. I mean, it's not it's not crazy early. I mean, some people get up earlier than that, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I have a personal. I, I I've tried to create a, you know, a, this strategic calendar of of my life, right? Where, mm. you know, what are the things that are important to me, and how do you how do you fit it in, and and. Um, you know, my, again, personal spiritual study or meditation is important to me and I, I get that done in the morning and it just really helps me think and, and, um, creates, creates, um, I, I don't know, I think mental strength, emotional strength, some of those things. Uh, and then getting a workout in is, uh, for, is again, just helps me clear my mind. I'm a competitive person. Um, you know, I like to get out and do all that. So. I mean, it's a fairly regimented schedule. Uh, I'm um, just to allow me to do those things, which will, I think, help me be a better leader, hopefully um, better father, uh, better husband and, and, and individual in the community. Uh, so that's great. Thanks for sharing that. Um, just to close this out, I was wondering uh, in terms of your uh, the things you read, listen to, watch. Uh, are you are you a movie watcher, a TV watcher, a book reader, and 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 what in particular are you consuming these days? Yeah, so I don't. The only thing I watch on TV is sports. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't get into um, any of that very often. I like to be outside. Um, I read uh, a lot of books, uh, or either on Audible, uh, listen to them, or or reading them. And um, I'm not a I'm a nonfiction kind of guy. Um, hmm. You know, I, I like, um, I'm reading a book right now called, uh, I think it's, what is it called? Something, One Connection or something like that. And it's about, 
um, mental and emotional health. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's a study about, you know, depression and, and, and the effectiveness of, of, of depression or medication versus, you know, other ways of, of, you know, kind of overcoming some of those things, which is an amazing book. It's a New York times bestseller. I like a lot of business books. Mm-hmm. Um, I like uh, history books with like David McCullough reading about mm-hmm. individual leaders and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I like, I like like the money ball books where it's all about mm-hmm. data and leveraging mm-hmm. data to, to get an mm-hmm. advantage. And um, just, you know, any, anything, I, I'm, anything kind of nonfiction that really kind of gets you thinking. I, I love shoe dog. Um, yeah. Um, Phil Knight. Uh, Phil Knight. Uh, that's yeah. a great book. And yeah. uh, Steve Young has a great book about his biography. Anyways, th- those types of things are that's great. things that, and then sports. I, I love, that's my out is, uh, you know, I, it's, it's tough when right now, like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm anxious for the NBA to get back and I love college sure. football. And, um, so that's kind of fun to, to unwind and, and, and watch a game. Yeah, well, there's a lot of people hoping that uh, sports gets back and, and back on TV sometime soon. So people have something positive to, to look forward to. Um, yeah, I, think that's I, I a, hope so as well. It's been a real uh, a downer not having the sports to watch uh, this season. I do think it has an effect on, on the people and their psyche where there's not sports. You know, I do feel like that's an out and something to take yeah. their energy off of. And, and you know, yeah. so you, we've got so many the backdrop of the, the economy right now with COVID and then, mm-hmm. and then everything with black lives matter and, and which mm-hmm. all really, and, and, and systemic racism and all that, which are really important conversations. Um, uh, but it's heavy. It's all really heavy, heavy. Yeah. And it's nice. People have something like sports to as you say, get their mind off it and, you know, energy. Yep. Um, yep. so that's, that's great. Good, good point. And hopefully that it, Hopefully that will all come back. Well, listen, this has been uh, fantastic. I really enjoyed speaking with you. Uh, you know, congratulations on the success of Lendio. It's it's an amazing uh, story and, and company. And thank you for the role you've played in in this uh, pandemic. I mean, it's an important role that you uh, and others in your situation have have played in terms of getting these funds to the small businesses that need them. So th- thank you for your your contribution in that way. Yeah, I uh, likewise, I appreciate what you guys are doing for small business. And thank you for having me on. I enjoyed the, the conversation today and appreciate the conversations that you are uh, promoting with uh, these, these leaders in the field. So you're doing great work. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, we've been speaking with Brock Blake, the CEO of Lendio, a lending company that facilitates loans between uh, lenders all over the country and small businesses who need the money and have played a very significant role in this uh, uh, pandemic with the PPP program. Uh, Thanks, Brock, again for your time. And this is Winning on Main Street. Uh, We speak every week uh, with entrepreneurs like Brock. Uh, who help contribute to the growth of the American economy and to helping small businesses around the nation. And we'll be speaking to you next week with a story from another great entrepreneur. Until then, this is Gordon Henry signing off.